interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about movies, video games, cosplay, comics, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and with me in the recording room tonight is Jesse. Yo. And for once, it is I who shall describe the sponsor in our hearts this week, um, which is Monster of the Week podcast who are currently running towards us at an alarming speed for trash-talking Jensen Ackles on last week's episode. Jake sent us this message in the Salt DM uh, sometime early last week after he downloaded our audio files and was starting to edit them. He's like, I checked the imported Salt early this week, and he just posted a screen cap of Monster of the Week podcast messaging us like, Excuse me, what the fuck did you say about Jensen Ackles? (laughs) So we're going to get arrested now, and if you don't hear from us for a couple of weeks, it's probably because we're dead, because Jeremy and Chris killed us. Arrested on me. I warned you about those those monster boys. You did. You did warn me. And I didn't listen. I said shit about Jensen Ackles live on the podcast instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that, shall we move into our pre-salt? Yeah. All right. I don't have a lot because I'm I've been a boring person this week. Um I did work more on my songbird costume. The skirt is pretty much done. I finally finished uh hand sewing the hem down while I was in a particularly le- lengthy main story quest roulette dungeon um in 14 just during the cutscenes. Uh, I still need to add like hooks and bars to the back so I can close it. But other than that, it's pretty much done. I also finished all the like sewing parts of my songbird jacket. So like I whip stitched the neck ruffle down and I added the bow and I finished sewing in the lining and all that stuff's done. Um I added the little po- the little fake pockets. <laughs> um and so now it's all just gonna be the decorative stuff. Um Today I was talking to Richard over DMs, and he made a joke about checking in with the weather, because we had a lot of conversations about the weather, and I was like, it's 48 degrees today, so guess who's spray painting today? Not realizing (laughs) until after I'd sent the message that that makes no sense. Um, But spray paint doesn't work well in cold weather, and it's usually better if you use it around 50F and above. Uh, So... That's that's what that means. And the sure only- enough, I, I got home today and I spray painted the little brooches and pins and, and clasps and stuff. And I'm going to use gold rub and buff to paint them uh, and then just spray over them with varnish and call it good. The only good thing about spray painting in the hell heat is that stuff is like instantly dry. Oh, yeah. It works yeah. great in like 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, it's, like that's like the sweet spot. But if it's 110, it still works pretty good. <laughs> Um, it's just like below 50 degrees Fahrenheit, it seizes and crackles and it doesn't dry properly and it trips and it's just not a good time. I definitely was personally called out on Facebook about this recently because, uh, it was just like a cosplay memes page or something that my friend shared. And it was like cosplayers in the Midwest when it gets above 50 degrees Fahrenheit. And, um, it was just like, it was that meme of the, like, the little girl that's like super excited and usually in her hand, it's like a bone. Um, and she yeah. looks really excited at it, but, it, but they photoshopped a can of Plasti dip into her hands. 
And I was like, excuse me, how can you come for my entire life like this? <laughs> how dare you put my whole ass on display? Just at me next time. Um, <laughs> but that's coming along nicely. Um, Salt Lake Gaming Con finally announced the dates that it's going to be. It's the uh, it's June 27th, 28th, and 29th this year. Um so now I finally know when I'm going to wear this costume, because I was like, is there going to be a Salt Lake Gaming Con that I can wear this to? I don't know. Am I making this costume for Bonsai and I don't even know it? I don't know. Um, but now I do know I'm going to be wearing it to Salt Lake Gaming Con probably on either Friday or Saturday. Um, Friday's going to be my... The Friday's going to be my birthday, so it's kind of tempting to wear it then. But Saturday's like for the big day of the con, but I also might be dead tired that day. So who knows? Um, I'll figure it out. It's going to be a busy weekend because Shadowbringers early access is also that weekend. So gaming con, my birthday, Shadowbringers. Uh, I'm going to die <laughs> at the end of tune this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, it is kind of nice to have like a hard deadline. It's like, no, it has to be done by yeah. this time. Um, I'm hoping I'll be able to get my bard costume done by then too, but we'll see. Um, I said I was going to get, I was hoping to get Songbird done by the end of February and that's not happening now, but hopefully, you know, early to mid-March at least, and then I can go back to working on the bard cosplay. Um, I, I just need to make more of the patches, but I'm kind of scared of my embroidery machine because the last time I used it, I, it snapped a needle and it made a really loud noise and it scared me, but um, but you gotta get back on the horse. Gotta get back on the horse. It should it should be fine, really. Um, yeah, we'll just see how that goes. And then the only other thing I've been doing this whole week is I've been grinding uh, for tombstones in Final Fantasy XIV because the the um, oh what's the word resource that you want that you want to grind at endgame right now at least is uh, Allegan tombstones of Genesis. And you get them from doing roulettes and dungeons and stuff at level 70, and you can only get 450 per week. And it usually costs more than that to get a piece of armor, and it's all the good armor. So that's what I've been doing. I managed to get the mask, um, and in, <laughs> in two weeks, hopefully, I will be able to get the coat. <laughs> <laughs> God. Because the coat is 895 elegant tombstones of Genesis, if I remember correctly. So, and I can only get 450 per week. And it resets every Tuesday. Um, MMOs are a wild fucking time. I mean, they have to make me keep playing. So, (laughs) Um, I figure when I'm not using the duty relights to grind for tombstones Genesis, I can grind uh, levels for Dragoon, because that's the other thing I've been doing, is I've been leveling up my Dragoon. Uh, got it to level 51 this week. Um, I will talk about that a little bit more later because I've been posting a lot of screen caps to Twitter of my Dragoon Armor adventures. <laughs> it's free real estate. That comic made me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Just as soon as I saw the like little middle opening in the costume and you being like, do you take, do you take constructive criticism? And I was like, it's free real estate. (laughs) It's free real estate. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's all I really have. I haven't done a whole lot this week. Um, I have done even less this week. 
because <laughs> health drama. Um, but I uh, I played some Final Fantasy with Kay again. Woo! Um, woo! And I can now glamour things because we a giant through, lady. We made it through your second baby dungeon. We made it through Temtara Deepcroft. Yes. So. Yes, and I, we did. You got to experience my healer salt firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish you weren't the way that you are. <laughs> we was... had this monk, uh, well, a pugilist. I think they were also both baby players, but we had a pugilist that was um, uh, drawing aggro from a lot of enemies, and I was getting very frustrated with them. <laughs> just like there was one point where she just ran ahead of me into the room, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, she like, she like. Uh, pulled the boss before you even got in the room. And I was like, why are you like this? And I'm I was like, like Please let well, Kaede seems job. pretty confident in her ability to tank, so why don't we just let her tank? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Oh, we also figured out why I was having so much uh, trouble because I had to do my gladiator quest. I had to do a couple more like quests and to, to level just, you up. Hadn't- you had done your have... level fifteen quest, so yeah, and you so ha- I didn't, didn't have, have shield, shield lob. lob. Yeah, which yeah, we... I was, I was kind of struggling to explain what was missing to Jesse because my only tank experience is with Dark Knight, and I have not played Gladiator or Paladin, and so I was like, so when I play Dark Knight, there's this. There's this attack I do where I do like a flip and that pulls the enemies towards me. The attack's called uh, Unmend, I believe. And then I do the one with the teeth coming out of the ground and that holds the enemies. And I do that twice. And then. I hate I, that the, Dark Knight has. The aggro. <laughs> the dope. You, you do the dope sick flip. Meanwhile, I, Captain America, lob my shield at people, but it's square, so how does it come back to me? Well, that's um, kind of what it looks like on Dark Knight, too, except there's no shield. It's like, I don't know, she, like, jumps in the air and um, does, like, a kick, and it seems to be throwing something, and then the enemies are like, what the fuck you say to me? <laughs> <laughs> square the fuck up. It's funny, though, because I imagine, like, my tank, because I walked up to the boss in the last dungeon we were in and just said, bitch. And, like, <laughs> And I was like, that's, that's canonly what she's doing um, when she aggros enemies now. I just imagine her w- walking and be like, bitch. <laughs> it's going to be really funny when you're fighting against, like, actual humans. Um, but I think for most of the lower level dungeons, it's all monsters. Um, yeah, and then, so after that, I was like, did you do your gladiator quest? And that's that ended up being the missing piece. And that was like... <laughs> galaxy brain explosion type revelation. I also got my shirt, thank God. So now I have a whole outfit instead of, like, pick and mix of random armor. There was a good ten seconds where I looked like a bee and I was very upset about it. <laughs> a bee! I was off doing a Dark Knight quest and Jesse's like, I look like a bee! <laughs> I put on this piece of armor I got from running some dumb errand, and it just was, like, straight up B. I was so upset. Um, but, yeah, my new armor, it looks it looks fresh. Um, as fresh as, like, armor can look on a Mikote, because it's kind of funny. Like, she, she just looks like she's trying to get swole by wearing as much weight as possible. 
Um, the really funny armor is the heavy steel armor, um, which is like, it's a chest piece, but it's also a helmet. And it's just, it looks like Dark Souls armor, and it's just like, <laughs> you can't see your character's face, and you also can't see where, like, her head becomes her shoulders because it's all just like this block <laughs> it looks so bad i was like never mind i'll take the worse armor for a little while longer just so i don't have to look like that <laughs> yeah god that's so true i i refuse to look bad like will i get spanked by enemies probably but i will look cute while doing it um yeah i mean with with the glamours you don't have to worry about it as much but i um i've been i kind of like it seemed to me, at least, with this heavy armor, that if I wore a body piece and a head piece, it would kind of even out. And the yeah. stat bonus I would get from wearing this all-in-one piece wouldn't be that much. Um, so I was like, whatever. I'll just I'll just die, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... Thursday we're going to play the spring event so we can get our flower Yay, crowns. Flower you better crowns. believe... You better believe all my glamours for the next month and a half are going to feature that flower crown. It's going to look so cute. Yeah, no, I've been thinking about that flower crown. I like that they modeled it on a um, Mikote and Aura so that you could see it. with The people who have complicated ear issues. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in the, like, the, like, promo pic... Yeah, uh, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Because I was like, "Is this gonna look all right on the ear, the ear impaired people?" Um, but it will. And Kay and I have such interesting conversations while we're playing Final Fantasy too. <laughs> because last last week it was the the ear conversation, and this week it was do I was like, "Do Aura lay eggs?" And then <laughs> like, I'm, "Don't do this to me." <laughs> I'm like on a forum, and then Kay's like, "Wait, I don't remember even seeing children." So then Kay went to find children while I'm on a fucking Final Fantasy 14 forum trying. There to are out. there are both Zela and Ryan Aura children in the places where you find those NPCs. So there are babies, and the 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 overall um in consensus was that they don't lay eggs. And part of the logic about that was that they have breasts, but this is Final Fantasy, okay? And also Daisy Duck has breasts, and she's yeah, a duck. Also, it also wouldn't be the first time that, like, um, sci-fi has broken that rule just because sexy aliens, so... Yeah, like, come on. Come on! They could lay eggs. I think it would be I, hilarious. I would prefer not to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just laid them and they're very small at first and then the egg they put it in like a nice little warm nest she <laughs> came like vanished this is oh. what we talk about when we're playing final fantasy late at night yeah is this is this and like at this point i i just had canon that these are the kinds of questions that sappho asks Ray's all the time. <laughs> Did you come from an egg? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Ray's um, is just like, I don't know if I regret offering you directions or not yet. <laughs> is that the, is that the, their backstory? Is just like, I need directions. And then... Where's fucking, the gladiator's guild? Oh, it's this way. Yeah. And then she just never stopped following <laughs> 
Um, I, don't know, I like to think my character is friendly and remembers how difficult it was as an adventurer starting out and Aww. is willing to help other people. And then this happens. That's so sweet. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> this happens. <laughs> I possibly have made a mistake. Also, we found out that I can, that if we're partied up, Kay can teleport and I can go along without I, using I any like, coins. What, what are the limits of this? <laughs> Next time we're on, I'm going to try and teleport you to my free company house because that's going to be the test. <laughs> Because when I started, um, I was able to teleport to the free company house despite not having access to Shirogane, um, or to Kugane. But I also owned Stormblood. So, we're gonna, we're gonna see if it still works. That'll be the test. And then it's gonna be like, can I, can I teleport you to Camp Dragonhead so you can see Kurthus? Like... I, Kay and I have become too powerful. We're mad with power. There are um, obvious limits in that, like, I can't teleport you to, say, um, Tail Feather, because that's gated behind a quest that you yeah. get in Heaven's Word. So I couldn't teleport there before I unlocked it, therefore I can't teleport you. But but can you teleport to, like, zones that exist in Stormblood that are technically accessible before you reach that zone? Like, like Shirogane, the housing area. We're gonna find I out. Just- this, this time on BuzzFeed Unsolved. Unsolved. <laughs> we're gonna... Kay, last week, Kay and I broke Bloodborne. This week, we're gonna break Final Fantasy. Um, oh, God. But it doesn't I, cost Jesse any money if I teleport them. Yeah. So, that's the exploit. And I and I imagine... I was like, Nidhogg, your little tiny Nidhogg is like... Midgard Stormer. Mid- oh yeah, Midgard Swarmer. You can get Nidhogg as well, but um, your little tiny Midgard Swarmer and his very deep voice is like, "I need to talk to you about this free loader." <laughs> Mind your own business, Midgard Swarmer. <laughs> tiny dragon. Um, I just wanted to add to the minion chatter that I found out recently that certain minions will interact with each other um, if they're in close proximity. So Nidhogg and Astinian will fight. Um, Oh my god. Louiswa and Bahamut will fight. Um, and all the Moogle type minions will dance with each other. It's so cute. That's so cute. Oh, and the um the cat the the puppy and the kitten will also fight. They'll like growl at each other. Aww. It's real cute. Uh, so Kay and I are having a grand old time old time, and I'm really thankful that uh you're you're playing this with me because it's super fun. It makes it more fun. Um then Spider Verse is now an Oscar award-winning movie. Yay! Yay! Couldn't um, happen to a nicer movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a really cute video of like the crew watching, and then like showing them win, and it was super cute. I also like this edit of uh, Miles putting his hand on the Oscar and going, "Hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, it was super cute. Congrats! It's wonderful. Yay!" A fucking groundbreaking film and animation. God bless. And um, it, it was one of the better choices that night. Um, also, fucking like uh, Spike Lee winning the screenplay award, and then like um, Samuel L. Jackson holding him in his arms, and like Spike Lee is so small. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like, and Spike Lee like wraps his legs around him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. Um, and and uh, yeah, so at, at who least... was that? 
that actor that wore the like velvet dress that was like a suit on top. Hold on. Because he looked amazing. I, I want to say like I Billy just, something. I can just no, sir. I give me, give me this. I don't. No, I. Oof! I'm calling the police. <laughs> no, give me my answer. Okay, Billy Porter. Billy Porter. He looked great. <laughs> yeah, and apparently, oh God, here's some good news for you. So he looks amazing in his dress suit, which I I love. That person was like, everybody say thank you to Billy Porter. Um, oh, it's like all the lesbians who couldn't figure out whether or not you wanted to wear a tux or a dress to your wedding, say thank you to Billy Porter. Um, <laughs> but apparently. He, for the after show, like, the after party, he had culottes made. <laughs> and then my brain was like, the panties of healing. Um, <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that dress is voluminous. And it would be yeah. hard to, like, party in. Oh, yeah, it'd be hard to move around. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, I just, when my mom was like, he had culottes made, and all I could think about were the panties of healing. <laughs> um, I'm sure they didn't look like the panties of healing, but... No, they yeah. probably looked like shorts, but... Yeah. Um, but it, actually, there were, some, there were some overall really good looks. Uh, yes. Um, and then, I think... I mean, that's, I, I mostly have salt about the Oscars, to be honest, but, like, is that, is that even, like, at this point, is that even really news that I have salt about the Oscars? Yeah, we all know that the Oscars are, well, I mean, we'll talk about it in the salt. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, I guess the only other thing I have to say, because I can't think of anything else right now, um, was that my Patreon launched today. Yay! Yay! So if you wanna if you wanna support me and uh, get art that's exclusive and has to do with um, my comic, which will be launching soon, and um, every month there'll be a not safe for work um, pinup, which I was worried because you had to go get your I had to get my Patreon approved, and I was like, this is what's gonna get me banned is my not safe for work pinups, um, and there will be a monthly one with different characters. All characters have to be eighteen. Plus, if you're going to suggest them, because that's all I will draw not safe for work art of. Um, but uh, there'll be a pinup every single month as a reward, as well as behind the stu scenes stuff at comics, sketches, different stuff. Um, so if you want to support me there, y you can. No pressure. I would never pressure y'all. Um, but just thank you for everyone who already supports me. Uh, you make it possible for me to do what I do, even in the darkest of times. So, thank you. And I think that's all my pre-salt. It's been, I'm really boring this week. I actually think I have more salt than pre-salt, to be honest, this week. I mean, I guess <laughs> well, we are we'll the salt report. Yeah. Well, I'll move into the salt then. Um, but we'll talk about first that that dragoon armor. I made, a, <laughs> I took screen caps of it and posted to Twitter with a picture of a Stinian wearing the same armor. Like they explicitly tell you it's the same armor. Um, 
and then a picture of my character wearing that armor, and she's got a big fuck-off cu- stomach cut out, and I was like, hey, Square Enix, <laughs> do you accept constructive criticism? <laughs> I just, it's like... It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad, and it's, like, it's not even sexy, because the... It's just, it's not sexy, and also, it totally defeats the purpose of armor. Like, at least bikini armor, you're like, okay, they're not even really trying to be armor. But the rest of that armor is all like, fuck off, like, don't touch me gear. And then there's just the giant hole for easy access to your internal organs, I guess. It's like a cool design, and it's ruined by the stomach cutout. Like, I I like Astinian's armor. And then I got, that's... I got this bullshit. <laughs> I put it on my character. Uh, Nikki tells like, me there's mods to fix that on PC, so apparently PC gamers are salty enough about that to fix it. But I immediately replaced it with the um, much cuter ironwork set anyway. So, Did you just like look at it when you equipped it? Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I kind of sighed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is Final Fantasy, so... <laughs> yeah, but like... And something I said on on Twitter was, like, I wouldn't have as much of a problem with this if... If it um, was equal opportunity. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, if if either neither armor had that cut out or both of them did, it wouldn't be as annoying. Like, it would still be a stupid design, but it wouldn't annoy me as much. Um, yeah, because it would be stupid idea... in that it's the opposite of what armor is supposed to do, but at least, like, it abs out... I guess for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I can, I'm the it, it, mental image of Astinian walking around with a big ab cutout is really, really <laughs> funny to me. Um, Patches wrote like fan fan fiction of Alfino drooling over him uh, in my <laughs> abs Twitter mentions, which was pretty funny. Um, but like, it's so stupid. And it's like so that, because that was something that came up was like, um, my one of my friends commented on it and was like, well, no, they're not open to constructive criticism because this is perfect. And I mentioned, like, why can't it be both? Like, give the dudes a stomach cutout so that we may all intimidate the Garlean Empire with our abs of steel. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, this is It'll an idea like I can get behind. <laughs> where, like, you have this ab cutout and then everybody spray paints, like, an eight-pack onto their body and stands outside screaming and intimidates the enemies into running away. Imagine making a big stomach cut out in your armor to expose your guts and flex on your enemies. (laughs) (laughs) We're so unafraid of you that we're gonna put armor everywhere except for where it's needed. (laughs) And the enemies are like, weird flex, but okay. (laughs) The entire, like, Dragoon unit of the Holy Sea of Ishgard shows up to fight the dragons with these big ab cutouts, and the dragons are just, like, weird flex, but okay. (laughs) God. It's canon now. (laughs) Uh, I will say that there is a female Dragoon NPC that's wearing this armor, except in gold, and she also has a stomach cutout, so at least it's consistent. But, like, fuck that. What the hell? What the hell? Either we're both sluts or no sluts at all. That's that's how it is for the artifact gear for the summoner. Um, It's a belly shirt on both genders. (laughs) Like, and that's how it's going to be for Astrologian for level 80 is it's a dress on both genders. So just, like, come on. Um, I love how I immediately Google this. 
Sorry, I, I'm listening to you. I'm oh. just looking for the belly shirt. I love this. This is a good choice. It's a good God look. bless. It's a good look. Um, the belly shirt of healing. Some bears aren't healers. They're DPS. Fuck. The belly shirt of fuck you. Not you specifically, but like... The belly shirt of UK. casting. Yes, thank you. Of summoning. <laughs> Summon Bahamut with the power of your abs. <laughs> He just like get on the floor and start crunching, and then suddenly. <laughs> um, the other salt that I have is um, I have I talked last time about how I unlocked the level seventy alliance roulette uh, raids, and um, now that I've unlocked the Raiderana lighthouse, I am forever cursed to fight the math boss every time I do an alliance roulette at level seventy. <laughs> Because I got him twice this weekend. <laughs> Math boss. I hate... <laughs> and I made a joke at the beginning. This I was, is homophobia! <laughs> I made a joke <laughs> at the beginning of my third run of Ritterana Lighthouse. I was like, it's time to find out how many of you idiots don't know what a prime number is. I said it a little bit nicer than that, but... They, and then somebody immediately was like, I don't know what a prime number is. And I'm just like... <laughs> Because we deleted that information after high school to make way for other random bullshit we had to get to do our undergrad bullshit. Like, I replaced that information with other stuff that I needed. Yeah, And now me too. I don't know what a prime number is anymore. Well, now I, mean, I every- know. We actually ha- talked about this. Um, yeah. After the second time, I was like, I fought that fucking math boss again. And talking about the prime number, and I said, well, it's a number that's divisible only by itself and by one and you said is nine a prime number and i said no because it's divisible by three in that moment it was really easy to remember my times tables but when i have 15 seconds to make a decision it's real fucking hard yeah that's fair because you also have to add because you have to add number like a number to your health number in order to get the number that is a multiple of five or a multiple of two or whatever like I, that, I hate this. This is that, homophobia. Don't they know that the gays are bad at math? <laughs> There's a lot of gays on this particular server, too. Like, Yeah. Do, do, can we just get rid of the math boss on the fairy server? Like, come on. <laughs> or on the Ether data center, since it's yeah. it pulls from everyone. Just the math boss. Keep it's, the Ritterana lighthouse. Um, I That actually, that most recent run of Ritterana was a total mess. Um and so the final boss of the Ritorana Lighthouse is uh, Yasmat, which some of you who have played Final Fantasy XII might remember as that boss that you spent between three and eight hours fighting. Because um, he just, he's like a super boss, and Would gamers back that then had a lot of time. What? He's a big boss. <laughs> he's a big boss. <laughs> um, I'm going to get banned from my own podcast. <laughs> It's a secret boss in 12, and these are all 12-themed, and Yasma in 14 also has a ton of health, but there's a a DPS check towards the middle of the fight, where if you do enough damage to him, you take down a big chunk of his health bar all at once. Um, But the tank, like, you kind of have to tank him in the middle of the arena, because um, he has an attack where he divides the arena in two, and one side's positively charged and one side's negatively charged, and then all of the players get positively or negatively charged, and you have to 
Oh no. (laughs) So if you're, that one's actually, it's easy because it's color coded, but also if you're floating, that's bad. So you have to run to the other side. But while this is going on, you still have to do his other mechanics, including an AOE that covers the entire arena, except for the spot directly underneath him. So if you're in the middle, you can stay, um, if you're in the middle, you can stay on your side while still avoiding the AOE, but if he's off on the corner or something, it's like, do I want to get hit with the debuff for being improperly charged, or do I want to die from the AOE? So, you just gotta pick one. Um, I think our teacher should have done this to us in electricity and magnetism, like, (laughs) switch back and forth between which one of us were positively and negatively charged while also throwing balls at us. (laughs) High school would have been... <laughs> this and then somebody somewhere is like, "Well, Jesse's never teaching physics in high school." Check. Final Fantasy fourteen has uh, taught me a lot about basic math and physics. <laughs> um, but anyway, at, at the end of that, he does like a DPS check, and we were getting slaughtered by the mechanics because of all of these issues. And so there were only like out of like twenty four people, there were maybe ten still alive. And oh so they God. failed. They failed the DPS check, and that's an instant loss. Um, and so we're going in, back in, and somebody was like, "Hey, can you get the ads? Because that's what killed us." And I was like, "Well, no, we couldn't get the ads because we were all dead. Like, we can't. There has it to be people out. alive to kill the ads." And he's like, "No, no, I wasn't talking about the big ads. I was talking about and during the DPS check. I was talking about the small ones." And I'm like, "Yeah, there weren't enough people left alive." And so he starts getting snippy with me. And he's like, yeah, we get it. People have to be alive to do damage. And I'm just like, bitch, like, my answer doesn't change just because you're talking about a different set of ads. We were all fucking dead, okay? Like, you can't Yeah, let, have, me, let me just get right on that. <laughs> like, when there's only ten people alive, like, um, you can't do damage to the bots and also kill the ads. Like, there's just not enough people. And the healers are running around trying to save everyone. And, like, like hey, bard, like... Go go attack those ads. Like, yeah, let me get right on that while I'm lying here on the ground with zero hit points. Like, Also, I want you to know that, like, when you're, like, the healers are running around trying to save anyone, everyone, I just imagine, like, it's on fire and the healers have a squirt gun, but, like, one of those tiny handgun-style squirt guns that's and they're trying to put off like the fire. Sometimes. Yeah, that's the, like, that's the visual I received as, like, a, a metaphor. Yeah, this run was a bit of a mess. I'm like, man, just... We were... We were arguing around each other, but, like, dude, I know you were talking about the small ads. It was the same fucking answer. There were not enough people left alive. And then we failed the DPS check, and that's what really fucked us up. We got him on the second run. Um, But, like, it's just a tough boss, and I've had runs that go really smoothly, but that one was a fucking disaster. Um, And I'm sure there will be many more of those to come, because like I said, I'm cursed now, and I'm always going to get the Ritterana Lighthouse. Can I get, like, Orban Monastery once? Like, just, if I'm gonna get a level 70, we're like, give me something else. <laughs> Ravanastre, so I can get that weird angel demon face subliminal message mechanic again. That's fun. <laughs> this game, sir. Final Fantasy is a wild ride from beginning Final to end. Final Fantasy is a wild ride. I'm very interested to see what the Yorha Dark Apocalypse raids are going to be like. Because Nier is so fucking weird anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's all I got. 
for this week. <laughs> um, so in in like in respect to my Patreon post, I went to retweet my uh, my original like my Nadia art from the original post to tell everyone that the not safe for work pinup was up on my Patreon, and Twitter wouldn't let me retweet it because it was flagged, and I'm confused. <laughs> Because on my not safe for work Twitter, where there's actual genitals and like Yeah, I was gonna say I've seen straight up porn on Twitter, like bodily fluids that I have drawn. People can retweet that, but I can't retweet my art where her both her nipples and genitals are covered. Like what the fuck? Who did this? Why is it happening? Like how fucking dare you? I'm so goddamn angry. Like I can literally watch an ad for perfume with more nudity than that. Come the fuck on. Like I I'm I'm infuriated. I and like it doesn't sound like it right now cuz I'm going through a lot of stuff health-wise and so I don't have a lot of energy, but I am real mad. I am huge mad. Like gigantic mad about this it's bullshit i already have enough shit going on with like trying to fucking juggle algorithm bullshit on twitter and then they do this to me and i i'm i think just because i was so hurt by tumblr removing female presenting nipples also every time i go into like an old fanfic now and at the tag at the bottom they're like oh somebody did art for this so i click on it and it leads me to tumblr where it's like this no longer exists it's so sad so much art is just gone it's goneth and i am so sad um so i'm having a hard time with whatever puritan revival we're having right now um and it's i i need to make money it's really hard to make money don't you i'm trying to hustle get just let me fucking hustle i'm trying to within my legal rights hustle um god like please it's and it's not it's it's cartoon titties uh although hilariously enough richard i was like if kids can write boobs on their calculator i can (laughs) draw boobies with no nipples and then uh, richard's like you should just censor all of your boob drawings with boobs written on a calculator like just a picture of that (laughs) over the boobs (laughs) and i'm like I I was like, you're a fucking genius, and I'm doing this immediately. Um, So that might happen. I might just take a picture of boobs written on a calculator and start using it as a censoring tool for the boobies. Um, Because I'm big mad. Uh, I think my favorite censorship that I saw, it was for a video, so this this wouldn't work for your uh, purposes. But um, they had to censor out boobs, and so... They um, use they put a clip, like a video clip, over the woman's boobs, and it was just that clip from Young Frankenstein where he's like, "What knockers?" (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite ever sensory things was a fucking streamer, and I think he was playing Heavy Rain. I don't particularly remember, but it's a game, and then this woman just gets in the shower, and he's like, "Whoa." Yeah, and he's like, whoa, 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 because they had the same controls as, like, a David Cage game, so yeah. I was like, this has to be Heavy Rain, and he's like, whoa, 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 so he takes, you know how, he has, like, a video of himself in the corner, 
right? Because it's like yeah. the and he's like putting it over like live <laughs> over her boobs, and then he gets turned around and he's like, "This game is trying to get me removed from Twitch. <laughs> You're trying to get me banned and demonetized." And he's like, "Well, hey, like she's turning around so fast, and he's like, boobs, butt, genitals, like he's just trying to cover everything." <laughs> and he's like screaming. I think I saw this clip. sounds familiar. Yeah, it really went around. Um, it went around Twitter for a while ago. And he's like, ah! <laughs> another one that I saw was uh, photoshopping those different uh, boob adjacent birds, uh, or like blue footed boobies or tits over people's <laughs> boobs. <laughs> We're trying so hard to stay alive in this age. And the other day, I think this was when um, my friend uh, found out that you can't show feet on Twitch anymore. (laughs) And, like, I'm so angry about it because, first of all, like, it's not my problem if someone's into foot fetish. It's not illegal to have feet on a streaming site, okay? Um, But, like. Am I supposed to wear, like, full fucking Ugg boots every time I stream? like don't put your feet on your uh on your twitch channel otherwise you'll be demonetized don't sit in your chair like a fucking gargoyle like i always do with your feet on the seat oh my god banned from twitch (laughs) i sit crisscross applesauce so it's because gay people can't sit in chairs like they're god-given intended like dead ass sit like l in chairs because my feet get cold (laughs) and i just like sit on top of them talk trash because i like i said i sit crisscross applesauce and then sometimes i uh do that thing where i sit like skeletor with my legs all wide open um and leaned back in a chair but oh my god i do i just the image of i i can't even imagine i think it's because you're such like a in my head k is the the epitome of refinement and then (laughs) Sitting in your chair like L is like a hilarious. Image I guess not quite me. like L because I'm like sitting on the chair. Like yeah. my butt is on the seat, but my feet are up like on the seat as well. Because my feet get cold and I don't like to wear socks. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm having some I'm having some issues with the sensors right now. The mods are not asleep and they're here to get me. Um but Patreon approved my Patreon, so guess it's I guess they're not trying to kill me. Um, yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Patreon. Oh fuck, I need to knock on wood now. Um, so uh, if you, it's so um, t- t- fuck you, Twitter. I'm angry. Um, I, I'm having a lot of I'm having a lot of doubts in my art self right now and whether i've made the right decision and i probably haven't but it's too late i've invested too much time into this and like um i'm gonna finish this degree i guess um but like maybe when i was a kid someone should have told me to do science or something oh shit i can't do math fuck i was it was doomed from the start um but yeah i'm having a lot of having a lot of self-doubt i was gonna do computer science and then i realized that i hate math and i also hate computers (laughs) that's so fair when i was a kid i wanted to be a veterinarian and literally i i did math i got to upper math and i was like i can't do this like i'm too dumb 
Um, not that you're dumb if you can't do math. There's different kinds of intelligence and everybody has different skills and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I make fun of myself by calling myself dumb. So there you go. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it turned out that I couldn't do math and I actually needed to know how to do that. So I, I could, just you couldn't know. handle the blood and guts. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, oh, and, but I, I'm at that point in my life where like, I'm like, you know, people, the, a lot of people just don't make it. And I might be, I might be one of them, you know, and what am I going to do now if I don't make it? And then Twitter fucking is like, also no boobies for you. And I'm just like, I, this is all I have. Please <laughs> don't take this from me. Um, ah, anyway. Um, so my other, uh, my other piece of salt when we were talking about the Academy Awards is that Green Book won for movie of the year. Um, my favorite tweet about this was that someday they're going to make a, um, a movie about the Green Book PR team and a bunch of collections of news articles of them just showing their asses all over the place. I, God, I, I, the fucking guy being like a movie about race and I don't see race and I'm like, oh God, I don't see color just to be clear. Sorry, I went and looked at the tweet, um, because I liked it and I wanted to remember exactly what it says, but, uh, it was somebody, someday they're going to make a movie about the PR team for the green book and it'll probably win an Oscar. And it's like Vigo Mortensen apologizes for using N word during green book panel. Green Book star Mahershala Ali ap- apologizes to his character's family after they call the film Symphony of Lies. Green Book director Peter Farley is sorry for flashing his penis to Cameron Diaz. I was an idiot. Um, oh Green Book God. writer Nick Vallelonga, Fa- Fa- I don't know how to pronounce that, has apologized for his 2015 tweets claiming he saw that he saw Muslim Americans cheering during 9-11. Like, just... Every kind of controversy you can imagine, like all of that. I love when someone was like, Green Book, you mean white pages. And I was like, <laughs> ah, <laughs> like, I just, and I love Spike Lee being like, every year that someone makes a movie about someone driving, I lose because he lost to <laughs> driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> Yeah, because he did, yeah, it was Stand By Me, lost to Driving Miss Daisy, and fucking now Black Klansman lost to the the Green Book, and like, oh boy, white savior movies, people sure do fucking love them. Um, This is on a a different level, but um, I, a lot of people that I follow that are way in on film production and editing and everything were butthurt about Bohemian Rhapsody uh, (laughs) or... Best editing, and I haven't actually seen Bohemian Rhapsody, so I had no concept of why they would be mad about this until someone posted a clip, and, like, the editing was making me The one where they're at the table? Yeah, it was making me motion sick! When they, when, um... when snapping back between Queen and then the guy, and then, like, some other member of Queen and the guy, and, like, I was getting dizzy, like... (laughs) It was insane because I was like getting motion sickness and they're like flashing around the table. They're like, like, yeah. Like my phone is quite small. I can't even imagine what it would have been like to watch that on the big screen. I just, it's because everybody, it's because the Academy doesn't know what they're fucking talking about. Um, I, I just kind of wish like beyond there just being diversity within the Academy as far as race and gender, but like also like what the people do like their careers their interests like 
you have somebody voting for best editing, but what do they know about editing? You know, like even I'll admit like, okay, yes, I I can see that editing's bad because it makes me sick. It's so bad. Um, but I like I ever really like see egregiously bad editing and um, really, really good ed- editing. I don't really know the subtleties in between. Exactly. Like, that's exactly what I mean. Like, I, I I wouldn't be able to tell you, like, all the tools and, like, skills that they're using, the techniques that they're using in yeah. editing. Um, so I like, think it would be interesting to also, like, diversify the kinds of things. Because I will, I will be angry until I die about, um, listen, are you talking? No. Okay, I'm good, because you wait quiet for a second. I was making sure I wasn't talking over you again. Um, I will oh, be angry. And- sorry, oh, sorry, I do want to add, like, I said I can tell exceptionally good editing, but I'm actually not even sure about that. Like, I can look at something, say, like, that scene from Lawrence of Arabia where he, like, blows out the match and then it smash, yeah. smash cuts to the desert, and I can look at that and be like, oh, that's clever. But is it really good editing? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's clever doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> um, I will be angry until I die about when fucking uh, listen i'm not gonna say star trek beyond was a good movie i'm not gonna say any of the star trek reboot movie i'm not gonna say any of the star trek movies are good movies and i love star trek but i am gonna say that star trek beyond went above and beyond heh <laughs> get me to write your speeches oscars um, <laughs> went above and beyond in makeup and prosthesis and costuming they had to invent new fucking materials to do some of the prosthesis for the aliens in that movie and fucking suicide squad won for writing fucking rotten on an actress's face with a eyeliner and i will forever yeah fuck but like that's one the one yeah and i'm I'm, and even the woman who won that year was like uh and she did like tattoos on the one guy like okay that's cool but you didn't okay you didn't create new prosthetics yeah Um, yeah yeah, i'm still mad about that one too and it's partially because that like people have no idea what goes into these things so like how can they vote on them i also love that like that vote about green book winning um and it was like, ah, yes, the electoral college vote versus the popular vote. <laughs> um, I will say that uh, Black Panther did deserve best costuming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This year? Fuck yeah. No, like, she deserved that award. Like, immensely deserved that award. Um, I, I was talking to my mom about all the stuff that went into it as in like uh, for Black Panther about how she wanted um, the different tribes of Wakanda to be to represent real different tribes in parts of the continent of Africa. So like different areas um, and how she took inspiration from that. She took inspiration um, from like the patterning and then she did stuff like to try and bring what would be non-colonialized culture into a like science sci-fi kind of hyper technology world she would do stuff like take traditional patterns and then have them modeled and then 3d printed so um there's one point where the queen is wearing this like um shoulder piece this like white shoulder piece when t'challa first lands back and he has that conversation and shuri flips him off as she walks away and um the queen is wearing like that 
white uh, shoulder thing and the white headpiece. Those were 3D printed. Um, so there's it, it was just super cool. There's like a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, specifically with costuming for Black it's so, Panther. It's fascinating. And I highly it's recommend everybody watch it. Yeah. Because um, if you're if you're into, like, costume film design or just, like, the idea of world building at all, I would check that out. Because um, a lot of work went into it. Uh, so, there, I mean, like, I'm not saying that every decision made this, this Oscars was bad. I, yeah. I, mean, I just wanted to I, talk about that because I'm happy that it won Best Costuming. Um, yeah. But because I was, cause, I mean, we brought we brought up Suicide Squad winning and not deserving it for makeup, so I was like, "Oh, but the right movie was chosen for best costuming this year." So, yeah, at least there's that. Okay. <laughs> um, did you see that that post when Green Book won, and it was everybody in the audience in the like front rows looking forward, except for Chadwick Boswin who was looking back towards the camera. <laughs> <laughs> did you like, see that post by? Um, folding ideas where he was like just tell me when bohemian rhapsody wins best editing so i can slam this entire bottle of cannabis tincture and forget the next three days (laughs) god and it got quoted in a vice article about the oscars (laughs) we're all so mad salty it's just i love also when people are like god green book winning is one of the is like possibly the worst oscars win of all time and everybody in the comments was like crash yeah (laughs) i saw that too (laughs) crash god it's like whatever people are like you know crash and i'm like do the right thing is like twice the movie of as like crash and has like a similar message but better and yet Everybody always watches Crash, which is, like, one of the most problematic movies of all time. And I had to sit through... Falling down the stairs cures racism. (laughs) God, Crash is so bad. Um, And, like, I had... um, And so uh, I was just thinking about how I had to sit through a teacher give a speech about why Crash was an amazing film in my speech class. And the whole time I was seething with rage. I was fucking furious the entire time it was like burning through my blood actually i got to yell about um fight club recently too in another class and um who oh actually jake cut that name out he doesn't need to nobody needs to know who my creative Don't writing is his ass on, on your the, no podcast. he's this is the good teacher but i was in um i'm in lit mag right now uh, as an editor and we were talking about um censorship because we have to go over this kind of stuff before we start um speaking of censorship we have to go over this kind of stuff before we start deciding what we will and will not put in the magazine you know um and uh my teacher we were talking about censorship and you know like the difference in like intent versus um what people perceive and um whether or not that always goes through and i'm like this is my argument about fight club and he looks over at me and i'm like i've been holding on to this rage about fight club for years and (laughs) i'm like i have a bone to fucking pick with people who say their favorite movie is fight club because they never actually know the actual meaning behind fight club like nobody like (laughs) I hate to be that person that's always like, you just didn't get it. But, like, most people who say they like Fight Club didn't get it. 
Yeah, they always get the, like, anti-capitalism message, but they never get the whole, like, toxic masculinity is bad and broke down this person's psyche and ruined his life. No, instead, they're just like, I'm going to start a fight club. And I'm like, bro. And then, like, most of those people are homophobic and not to bring the author's sexuality into it, but I've met so many homophobic people who love fight club and the author, Chuck Palahniuk, is gay. So I just, I have, I have some comments, questions, and concerns um, but like, and he just looks at me cause I've like, I've been holding that in for a long time, but I want everyone in this room to know where I stand. And he just started laughing. <laughs> he also, this, this is a tangent, but you know, might as well. We're here. Um, it's, 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 it's me. I have to tell tangents. Uh, this is also the teacher that was talking about how we should all go to the Vatican cause we were talking about censorship and we were talking about, uh, the michelangelo's pieta that's at the vatican and he's like have you all gone to the vatican and none of us raised our hands and he's like well why not and i'm and he's like you guys need to travel and i'm like yes i'll just do that with all the money i have spilling out of my pockets and (laughs) you understand how expensive it is to travel to vatican city and he he was like, oh, you're right. But anyway, he's like, well, if you do go to the um, Vatican, he's like, everybody goes to the Sistine Chapel. He's like, and the Sistine Chapel is beautiful. But here's the thing. It's the last stop on the tour, and you're not allowed to speak in there. And if you do speak, the guards will shush you. And you want to talk to your friends, and it's crowded as shit in there, and it's hot, and, like, you want to discuss the art, but you can't. So here's what you do. You speed walk to the end of <laughs> the tour, and, like, look at the Sistine Chapel first when it's just you and your friend and then you walk backwards slowly and look at all the other stuff right and i was like are these your 16th chapel hacks and he starts laughing and he looks he's just like yes yes and he's like can i keep this my 16th chapel hacks (laughs) i since i just said it like travel with all the money we have yeah a flight to rome from where i live is roughly twelve hundred dollars yeah let me just and, let me just buy one of those. Yeah, and then That's like also I have to hotel. stay. Yeah, yeah, I was about to. I was just like I have to stay. In I have to Italy. eat while I'm there, yeah. presumably. Uh, also, this doesn't include the cost of checking my bag, um, and all of that fun stuff. Parking at the airport, you know, boarding my cat. It's a pretty yeah, we'll just expensive go. trip. God, and then the other thing that he was talking about is how that Pieta is in bulletproof glass because someone was offended by how perfect it was and took a fucking rebar pipe to it and started beating the shit out of it and chipped a piece of Mary's nose off, right? Jeez. Yeah, and my my soul left my body. He looks over at me and I'm sinking into my chair and staring blankly into the ceiling and he's like, Jesse, are you okay? And I'm like, Michelangelo's Pieta. Like... <laughs> My entire heart. Don't, don't hate her because she's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? So they plan to put it in bulletproof glass so you can't even get close to it anymore. It's like, not only is it behind bulletproof glass, it's also roped off. So you have to stand like a certain distance from it. It's wild. Um, but yeah, God, I'm just having a theme here with censorship. And uh, and then, so then we talked about the Academy Awards and our, my salts about that. Um, then also like i've been having health concerns in my right hand we talked about how i went to go get a manicure and then my right hand like my mom was like your cuticles are really inflamed and i'm like well they took my cuticles 
I, in real life, do not touch my cuticles because they're supposed to be there. Um, there's this scene in the Goonies where there's like a rock and they're going to move it. And the girl with the glasses is like, Michael, that God put that rock there for a reason. And I don't <laughs> think we should move it. That's how I feel about my cuticles. I'm like, they're there for a reason. They wouldn't fucking be there if they aren't supposed to be. Why did you take them from me? Um, but so, but the whole area around my fingers started getting red and I, and painful, right? And like when I started pressing buttons and stuff, it got red and it was super painful. And then I woke up and my whole hand was swollen. And my right hand is significantly redder than my left hand, and it's swollen and in pain, and, like, my thumb is, like, twice the size of my other thumb right now, right? And I'm like, this isn't normal. So I called the hospital um, because concerns, uh, and there were these, like, red lumps showing up, and the doctor was basically, like... I, I come in on Sunday, which is an emergency day. So I, you know, I pay my money and I do everything. And he looks at my hand for five minutes, tells me I'm washing my hands too much. And so I have dry skin and then prescribes me what amounts to like hyped up Neosporin and sends me home. And I have beef. I, I have a lot of beef because... I don't understand how that's supposed to help. Listen, I don't have a fancy doctor degree, but I don't understand how that's supposed to help the lumps that are inside, like, moving down my hand. Like, I could understand if there was, like, an open fissure, but there isn't. So I don't I don't know how this is going to work. It's making it hard for me to grip things with my right hand. I And it does me a frighten. And then now my throat is sore, and it's probably unrelated, but, like, what if it is related and I'm just frustrated because it feels like every time I go to Kaiser, I have this experience where I have to know what's wrong with me before I go or they just don't give a shit. Um, I was telling Kay about the one time my I, I grabbed a bath bomb from Lush while it was fizzing with my bare hands. And it turned out that I was super allergic to the essential oils in it. And um, I mean... Pure essential oils on your skin is just a bad idea anyway. Don't let those yeah. doTERRA people tell you otherwise. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, and then they'll be like, it's natural, it can't hurt you. And as Kay you know said what before. Else is natural bee stings. Yeah. Um, and peanuts. So, and yeah. A uh, lot of other things that people are deathly allergic to. So, all the skin on my hand bubbled up and started peeling off right like bubbled up and popped and like was peeling off and i go to the doctor and she's like you got dry skin i'm like bitch <laughs> i i know i have dry skin but this is different no, my skin is in fact damp because of all the blister fluid on it it was so weird it was bizarre um and so i have this beef with kaiser because my joints are swollen and i'm in pain and this doesn't seem normal so i just i just have anger like listen I know I'm not a doctor. I won't pretend to be a doctor. I, I shouldn't be a doctor. But, like, please, please, someone help me. Um, yeah, so I'm... And then there's other stuff going on um, with my body that's unfortunate. So, uh, I don't know what to do. I think I'm basically going to wait it out and see if it gets better. And if it doesn't get better by Wednesday or so, I will call a doctor again but um yeah keep using the cream because like god who knows rub it in your cuticles maybe it'll actually help (laughs) (laughs) yeah obviously yeah i'm like well might as well i guess like it can't hurt but yeah i oof 
I'm I'm just I just get frustrated because I spent money to go to the doctor and this keeps happening and I keep having to come back twice for the same issue all the time. But like, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. And and it's like this is like one of the only hospitals and not only that it's like the only person who will take my health insurance which I will run out of next year and have to switch to covered California but like come on. Um so that's my that's my big salt. Thank you everyone for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> the American health system is shit. Take 200. Yeah, but, um, I you know what's so funny is that like I was like none of the, no part of my shitty life has made it into my comics, but literally the the main character ends up in the situation she's in because her health insurance doesn't cover an ambulance. And she's like, yep. I I I would rather die. <laughs> than be in debt for the rest of my life and i'm like bitch if that ain't a mood um yeah so apparently it did make it in all right well moving into our imported salt um the first is from trey buchanan uh, at trey buke hello salt crew Today I have some video game related salts. BioWare has de- delivered two of my favorite game series of all time, the original Mass Effect trilogy and Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. The last two games they made, including Anthem, is dragging their name in the mud, and I am really scared EA is going to can them. I would hate EA to do this, but they do have a track record of shutting down studios, and that really terrifies me. I can't imagine a place where BioWare isn't making RPGs anymore, and I don't want to. I mean... I mean I'm a big Dragon Age stan, so I like feel ya. <laughs> As we've talked about Dragon Age many times, and I listen, I, when I used to think about like milk, I used to think about just like milk, but now I think of the Dragon Age titty fix, so. <laughs> Um, I've ruined your life. Um, On my way up to ALA, we spent the first like half an hour talking about Dragon Age and all of our favorite banters. So, like, I love Dragon Age. But. but yeah, the last Mass Effect game was a disaster. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate. I have some beef with Bioware, but like, I do too. but I I enjoy a lot of their games, so I would be sad if they didn't get a chance to learn from their mistakes. Also, EA but, is kind of a scummy company, so... Oh, God, EA is a super... You know what's funny? So one of my teachers... God, I keep talking about this, because I was talking about, like, my interest in concept art and stuff, and one of my teachers was like, oh, yeah, my husband used to work for EA as a programmer, and they would keep them in trailers outside. <laughs> the programmers. And, he's, and she's like, they treated him so badly. And I was just like... She, she's like, please Get stay back away to from Shane EA. Dungeon. <laughs> No, I was like, holy shit! So, I want to say that there used to be an EA Games um, office down here, or maybe it's still here, but um, I remember driving past it a couple of times. Like, EA is fucking legendary for how shitty they are to people. Like, (laughs) ugh. I don't, I don't want EA to do bad things, and yet we're here. In this universe. Yeah, I mean, I hope it, I hope they don't get shut down. But also, 
I'm ready to fist fight EA in an Arby's parking lot at 5 a.m. And he'll <sighs> win. So they won't be expecting it. <laughs> they won't be expecting it. <laughs> because who would, really? <laughs> um, imported salt from Lord of the Podcast Roaches at night underscore twitten. Salt, I'm recording for Monster Deer Monster, and a cockroach the size of my goddamn fist just jumped off a bushel <laughs> and flew, flew right at my face, and I'm dying now. Please send it up. Sorry. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? It's literally midnight, so I couldn't even scrim. All my anxiety is just trapped inside me. It keeps circling the room. I threw a sneaker at it when it tried to climb up my flank. <laughs> this recording is a mess. I'm going to listen to this episode. I can't wait. <laughs> I hope you didn't edit out any of the the roach-related drama. At least included his outtakes at the end or something. Like, that's hilarious. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> like, it happened just... to you because cockroaches also terrify me. Um, at least the ones here in Utah don't fly. Holy shit. But, like, yeah. goddamn. <laughs> I, I, I think somebody else um, I know was somewhere, like, she hates cockroaches. It was like this, uh, god, she... She's a an artist, and if I can find the comic, I will link it on my Twitter because it's fucking hilarious. About how she's terrified of cockroaches, and usually where she is, they don't fly. But she was somewhere where they flew, and one flew at her, and she blacked out. No, you sent me that comic like last yeah. year or something. I remember yeah. it. I was yeah. Find it. If I ever like, if there's ever a time where I see a cockroach in my line of sight while we're recording, it'll be the only time you hear me scream, most likely. So. <laughs> I just, oh, yeah, God. You know, the funny thing is, like, cockroaches are mainly harmless, but, like, they're just, they they're just, just intimidating. Like, they they move so fast, and, like, <laughs> I know they don't, strictly speaking, only exist because of filth, but that's kind of what they're associated with, and so, like, I just, I think of them as, like, dirty, and so, like, they just gross yeah. me out. They gross me out even more than spiders do. Um Despite the yeah, fact that spiders are actually, like, some spiders are actually venomous. Um, but... I mean, like, in L.A. and stuff, like, people just have roaches no matter how clean your house is. Cause yeah, and just... it happens It happens here, too, especially downtown, um, like, right in the middle of downtown Salt Lake, because, they, like, they just live there. It's a city. Yeah, but... you gotta fist fight them. <laughs> and I live in a building that's kind of, like, near an open field, and so they probably live in the field and come to the house where it's nice and dry and cool. But... Like, have you seen that video <laughs> of the guy on the like bike thing with the sword in his hand, and he's like, yeah, "What is he training the for?" for yeah, he's training to kill roaches. He's That's- training for everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so sorry this happened to you, and I'm sorry I just laughed hysterically when it happens. But like, it was like it was one of those things where like my fight or flight response was triggered, and the only thing I could do was laugh. At and I'm sorry I laughed at your pain, but like. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that it tried to climb up your leg. What the hell? I'm gonna be... I'm gonna be listening for monster... This is during Monster Dear Monster. (laughs) You're just like, where's the roach content? I came here for the roach content. And instead I got a nice podcast about monsters. Um... (laughs) uh, We're Not Wizards Tabletop Outrage at We're Not Wizards. Hello, wonderful salt fam. 
It's been far too long since I sent in salt, and not because I have nothing to be salty about, only because it gets to Tuesday morning here and I realize I have forgotten again. So I'm salty about that. I'm also feeling that maybe the new shiny video games aren't my bag anymore, because I keep playing these so-called fantastic games that have parts that just meh with me, and I wish they weren't there. I love the swinging in Spider-Man, but I'm really struggling to seeing the combat as more than, more than anything than a chore so much. I've toned the difficulty down just so I can concentrate on the stuff I love in the story and realization of the characters. Um, here's a hero that in one cutscene is holding up part of a building and in the next a dude with a crowbar is defending against his attacks. It's a shame because otherwise it's brilliant. I also had to explain to my son why I removed Overwatch from the PS4 and that it won't be going back on anytime soon. To which he replied that what Blizzard did, uh, quote, didn't make any sense. Out of the mouths of babes, indeed. Still missing Jake, but you two are doing the best job in making me laugh out loud. Thanks. <laughs> I um, I turn the difficulty down on all games that allow me to do it. I And I used to not, because I used to think, you know, I have to get good. And now I'm like, why? Why not just have fun time? Yeah, I've been playing games on easy mode a lot more recently, just because, like, but I ain't got time for this shit. Like I am old. I'm 30 or 40 years old, and I don't need this. Um. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because definitely, like, when I was a teenager, especially, like, really getting into video games, there was definitely this narrative of, like, like only babies play on easy mode. Um, yeah. And especially being a woman, I probably felt like I had to prove myself to the boys. So, like you know, all those gamer boys that thought I was a fake gamer girl. So I played a lot of games on normal that I would have had a much better time with if I just fucking played them on easy. I think Metal Gear was the first one where I was like, okay, I'm not going to get through this if I don't decrease the difficulty. Um, so I there ain't no shame it. in it. Games are I, hard. I am, I immediately like plugged into Metal Gear 5 and looked for the like difficulty settings and I couldn't find them. So I don't even know what setting I'm playing on, but normal. Um, normal. In Metal Gear, if you fail a mission 3 times, I think they drop you down to easy mode, but then they also make fun of you by putting a chicken hat on you. I I don't I'm not a fan of the way Metal Gear Solid 5 handles difficulty. Yeah, cuz I well, I mean, I failed the I failed the first mission once, and it it didn't. Um, yeah, you have it, to fail multiple times. Okay, yeah, I didn't do anything. It just like I just kept going. I actually um, like the way Resident Evil Four handles it. I think you can unlock harder difficulty modes, but um, the game defaults to I think normal. And um, if you consistently fail missions they will make it easier for you or like maybe the enemies there aren't as many of them or their heads don't pop the parasite thing or like it, yeah because people yeah, they, they like, die in more fewer hits like it, it's just nice it's a dynamic difficulty setting where it's like if you can handle it it'll stay consistent but if you can't we'll dumb it down for just a little while until you get back on your feet yeah, and especially since a lot of people, like, that'll be the, they'll just quit and never pick the game up again, and then why would they buy the next one? You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes, it makes a lot of sense from, like, a consumer, consumerism standpoint to not be mean to your players. Yeah. Um, God, speaking of, um, Resident Evil 2, I, it, well, you were saying four, but I just thought of the two remake because I was watching compilations 
of um people getting their shit wrecked by mr x but i like that he doesn't even run he just kind of speed walks towards you it's so intimidating (laughs) it's so intimidating and like i love watching let's players in their little corner box being like oh no 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 and like there was like a mod that someone set up so that every time he appears x gonna give it to you please um (laughs) as there should be as there should be and they would like hear the music and they'd be like no fucking way no no right like the and this one guy stopped the game and pulled up the map and he's like he had to to catch up with me go from here down here through this tiny hole all the way around up the stairs all the way around and through this door no fucking way right <laughs> like he's like this isn't fair um no i've been sorry i've been really enjoying that uh there was I one also- i saw where the guy was like um like he knew things about resident evil 2 the way that you often do because it's an old game and you know yeah. draws moses or whatever so he knew about the tyrant and everything but that didn't stop him from like dissolving into a complete panic the first time he appeared <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's super fucking intimidating. He like he just walks at you, and he's he's like unfucking bothered by you. I screamed because I was watching a playthrough, and you're talking to that guy, and you think that um like Mr. X, you can hear the footsteps because they'll usually let you know with footsteps, which is even more intimidating. You think it would be scarier if he just jump scared you, but the thing, the footsteps like up your anxiety really high. Oh, so yeah, like sure. Leon's talking. It's it's like that delicate little bell sound in Demon Souls to indicate that there's a mind oh, yeah. in the area. You're just like instantly start sweating. Like where is it? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like and that's what this fear is, right? And so Leon's talking to this guy and you hear the footsteps. And so I was and Leon kept looking at the door and I was like, oh, so it's gonna he's gonna come through the door. But no, fucking Mr. X's hands just burst through the wall behind the guy's head. Jesus Christ, I would scream too. <laughs> I screamed so loud. I was like, what the fuck? I just was like not fucking prepared, okay? Uh, sorry, we're tangenting, but this is important tangenting. Um, I might have to get that game when it yeah, like, goes really, on sale. I'm really enjoying watching people play it, and I would play it, but I'm also like, am I gonna be a weenie? Is this... Am oh, I gonna I'm absolutely gonna be a weenie, but I'm still gonna play it. <laughs> I mean, like, if you play it, I I would like to to watch you play it so that I can be a weenie on your stream and just <laughs> scream, be like, "Where is it? Where is it?" Because like every time I hear the footsteps in a let's play, I'm like, <laughs> I played seven, uh, like the first couple of hours of seven on stream, and I was definitely being a giant weenie in that. There's a bit in in the stream that I remember um, where I. It was. It, you're in the house. It's like right after that scene where um, you get captured by the creepy family, and you like escape from the chair, and you're trying to get out of the house, or at least get away from Jack. And um, I was like crouched in a corner of the room, and I could see him coming, and I just said, "No." <laughs> Allison was watching and she told me where I needed to go and then I just kind of like waited for a second and darted past him. <laughs> yeah, because you can run past him, but then I watch people get fisted to the ground and then liquors get them and shit. And I'm like, no. I I love watching these big ass dudes, these big ass streamers just being like, oh God, what do I do? And I'm like, bitch, me too. Like, 
Like, all of us. I'm like, that's a fucking mood. Because it's just, I was like, this would be me in real life if I was Leon. I would just be like, I would just be like, oh god, what do I fucking do? I just, I just was 15 minutes late to police my first day on the police force and then this fucking shit. I'd just be crying. I'd be like reloading my gun and crying at the same time. I kind of wish that like perception had caught fire a bit more uh because that would be a good stream montage is people reacting to the house is listening <laughs> like because when i saw that i was like fucking nope no fucking no <laughs> <laughs> you you still have um pt you have i do have pt and i can't the- play that one by myself i've played it so many times with other people because it's like a cool thing to show off like look i've got i've got the forbidden konami texts on my playstation (laughs) and it only takes like 15 minutes to get through if you know what you're doing um oh my god it slips you a five dollar bill can we play this (laughs) sure (laughs) yes (laughs) you don't even have to pay me we'll play it but (laughs) and then you're like good night jesse and you flick (laughs) off the light i'm laying on your couch and i'm just like i'm gonna die (laughs) Lisa's gonna get me. We'll play it in the middle of the day. Sweet. <laughs> That's what I do with all my friends. They're like, we'll play this one in the daytime so you don't get scared. Uh-huh. Yeah, scared. I was I was watching the Game Grumps play it once, and Dan got up and left in the middle of it, and Aaron was like, no, come back, I was only brave because you were here. <laughs> like, that's a whole ass fucking mood. Yeah, I can't sc- play it by my- myself, it scares me. I love when, uh, because we're about to talk about Jake, so I feel like this is a good segue, um, but, uh, I remember when Jake showed us that clip of him streaming a horror game, and I don't even remember what game it is. Jake will probably insert it here. Yo. (sighs) Yo. Oh my god! <laughs> I hate you, Joseph. I freaking hate you. Now you dragging me out. What the heck? <laughs> oh my god. Yo. <laughs> um, but he was playing a game and something really scary happened. Did he just started laughing? <laughs> Like, he was so scared that all he knew how to do was laugh. He's like, <laughs> I can't even describe it. And it was like, you see the fear on his face, and it's kind of like, um, because apparently our fear and laughter, like, surprise come from, like, the same area of our brain. It's why babies sometimes can't decide whether they're going to laugh or cry about something. Uh, so it's just but it was like I mean out big of the- mood, but Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like it was so incredible to see it happen live action in Jake's face when he got scared. Um and speaking of Jake, <laughs> look at me go. Oscars if you need a writer. Um so Jake's name right now is Jake Lion- Lionheart upside down. So th- there you go. At it Jake always under- fucks me up a little bit when I look at it. <laughs> I know, I'm like, fuck that shit. Um, so, at Jake underscore Lionheart sent us some last-minute imported salt. Is Baptiste supposed to make us forget about all the people with no jobs? I get in all actually, he, um, I get in all actuality, he was already scheduled. 
but they usually um but usually they drop new characters early morning and this seems like it came out of nowhere so for those who don't know they just dropped a new healer in overwatch his name is baptiste his family was killed by um omnix god i forgot the robot word they used uh his family was killed by omnix so then he joins talon but then realizes that by joining talon he's like doing bad like the omnix so then jesus god yes i'm recording if but if you want to come in you can you can come in make a fucking decision we're at the end of the podcast um he decides that uh as um if he was working for talon he was just as bad as the omnix so he decides to become a healer for overwatch and he's a healer with a gun so i'm assuming that it's gonna be a little bit like the like the anna mechanism um and uh i i also like some one of my friends is like it's not a black woman but it is a black man so i'll take what i can get um (laughs) And I guess he's not evil, because Overwatch does have that habit of uh, having an unusual amount of um, villains who are not white, if you know what I'm saying. Not to be accusing them of stuff, but also to be accusing them of stuff. But, um, I'll, like, it is it is weird that this healer just dropped right after they had this huge thing. Like, hey, that didn't happen. By the way, here's a new healer. We care about diversity, here blizzard owned by activision it didn't happen if, and if it did it wasn't that big of a deal here's a new character yeah. and i'm just like okay thanks i guess an avocado i'm still not gonna they also dropped the new france map which i was so excited about until the until the firing thing until the like, troubles tm yeah and i was like i i wanted to see i wanted to see paris but now I just have to look at pictures on it on Google of real Paris. Because as we <laughs> talked about, I have no money to travel. So we talked about in the part where we're all yeah. just going to the Vatican later. I'm sure that's a good $1,200 flight, too. And, you know, 15 hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, I see where you're coming from, Jake. Um but that's his imported salt. So I think that's all of it for today. That's all we got for today. Thanks, for everybody, for writing in. Um, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me. You can find me on Twitter as at filthy wizard and on Twitch as filthy magic user and on t- uh, uh, Instagram as filthy magic user. Does, uh, Patreon, does a- Patreon have like usernames or is it like a complicated? Oh, URL? I'm filthy wizard on Patreon too. Okay, but my Patreon um, is also linked in my bio area under where the website is. Sweet. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade, and on Facebook and Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. You can find our wayward co-host and editor Jake on Twitter as at Jake underscore Lionheart. Um, you can find the podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt, and you can listen to the podcast on Fireside as uh, the Salt Report Fireside.fm or anywhere else you get your podcasts iTunes, Spotify, you know, listening to the ground for the rumbles and the dirt. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> um, if you'd like the podcast and you'd like to consider 
um, contributing to the podcast fund so that Jeremy Greer doesn't come and break our kneecaps, you can consider donating to our Kofi page, which is ko-fi.com slash salt report. Um, and that's our show this week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>